0: Thank you for listening to Voices of Grace. I'm Ryan Peterson with the communications team here at Grace Community Church. Um, If you're new to our podcast, uh, I have conversations with followers of Jesus who are on mission in sharing the good news of Jesus Christ and just being God's hands and feet, loving neighbors near and far. Today today I'm joined by Eloise Greist. Eloise is the Executive Director of the Children's Park of Tyler. Uh, Her family has been at Grace for several years, and you can see them Sunday mornings at our old Jacksonville campus. Eloise, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today.
1: Yeah, thank you for having me.
0: I'm really uh, eager to have this conversation um, because you and I had talked on Sunday morning, and Mm. I didn't even realize a lot of the significance of the Children's Park, and we, we will get to that. Um, first, let's talk about your personal journey okay. uh, to knowing the Lord, um, where you grew up. You did not grow up in Texas. No. Nope. Um, and then how you came to know the Lord.
1: Yeah, so I grew up in Pennsylvania, uh, first 20, 21 years of my life. Um, I became a—I asked the, Jesus into my heart when I was in elementary school with my church that my mom would take me to. And, um, I mean, I just grew in my through with my youth group. Um, eventually went to a Bible college in Wisconsin. It was a one-year program and that's where I met my husband, Joel. And, um, then we ended up getting engaged and married and Tyler became home for us since 2003. So it's definitely had felt like home. We even got married at the Rose Garden and oh, all. Wow. Of, yeah. So it's just, um, yeah, but I mean, I just, I, I come from a family where my mom's the only believer besides myself really? and my dad and my two older brothers are not. And so that was really a challenge. <laughs> I was going to
0: say, so, I mean, in ter- for you, yeah. how, how tough was that for you, the dynamic with mom and dad? You have one believer and one not.
1: Oh, it was so awkward. And it's, I mean, they're still married to this day. Wow. Uh, it's 57 years so um yeah it's it's just it's weird. It's kind of I don't know, awkward's probably the best way to Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of stuff <laughs> with that. It's I mean it's not great, but I mean they've stayed committed, but it hasn't wasn't the healthiest.
0: Yeah. Um it. So did could you've ever envisioned though that you'd end up in Texas, I mean um, being up in the northeast?
1: No, I, n- I never envisioned that. But I'm very grateful. I do f- I jokingly say Joel brought me to the land of milk and honey, which I know <laughs> it's not, but it just like it's it's so much better than being up in Pennsylvania. Although this summer has me questioning things a little bit. I think it has everybody questioning <laughs> yeah. things a little bit. But no, I'm I'm grateful. I mean, Texas has truly become my home and we've been at Grace pretty much for like the last 18 years. So yeah
0: um okay so talk about your family a little bit more you and joel you have four children is that correct
1: yeah so we have three boys and a girl owen is in sixth grade henry's in fourth um sam is in second and charlotte is almost three and then we did lose two babies in between sam and charlotte so that's essentially what brought me to the children's park but yeah so we she charlotte's our little rainbow baby that we had after our losses and we truly never thought we'd have a girl, like ever, because the Grice family has three boys that have three boys that have three boys for generations. Is that right? Oh yeah. Oh wow. It's it's crazy. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Well, I think they all stopped and then okay. they didn't try for the girl. So <laughs> but yeah, so they're they're sweet. They're they're sweet kids. So there's a lot of them, but they're sweet.
0: Yeah, and Mm -hmm. for if you haven't figured out the Grice name, we actually interviewed uh, Josh and Maggie um, a few weeks ago. Yeah, but uh, yeah, so you married into that. I did. I
1: married into the the missionary family, and who knows if that's on a horizon? It may or may not be. Like, but uh, this is for now. This is kind of my mission field, is how I I view it. So,
0: so um, I want you to talk a little bit about that journey of what you experienced four and five years ago. Yeah, you lose. Two pregnancies, what, a year apart, or how close were they? Uh,
1: they were like eight months apart.
0: Okay, so in that time, just um, w- what are you going through, your relationship with the Lord? Um, mm-hmm. Are you angry? Did it push you away? I mean, how did you handle that?
1: Yeah, I will probably cry at some point, but okay. that's just <laughs> who I am. Um, So yeah, our first pregnancy that we lost um, was July of 2018, and <laughs> I was only seven weeks along. And I never had a miscarriage before. I had three pregnancies that were totally healthy and great. And so I almost, at that point, didn't think it would happen to me. But I was getting older. One in four women have a miscarriage. It's probably a lot more common than people realize. Um, And so that was kind of, it was a very um, jarring moment. And so my faith was shaken a little bit, but not too much. And then a few months later, we got pregnant. Heard the heartbeat at 11 weeks and at 12 weeks. And at that point, you just think you're smooth sailing because they say the chance of miscarriage are are less after that. And then we went to the 16 week appointment and there was no heartbeat. So um, that was just really hard um, because you just, you dream of what that life is gonna be like with that little one. So I had to go to the hospital and be induced and it was just such a surreal experience um but yeah so we ended up having another boy um the first one we named joy because we wanted to be reminded that you can have joy no matter what your circumstances are and (laughs) little did i know how much i needed to hold on to that and so we named the next one jack um and so that that was that was really hard that's the one that kind of really um it was just it was a really hard loss um I was totally fine with having another boy like it was going to be it's what we know and 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 love and so I, I was not doing very well um and I call it a holy echo when you feel like the Lord's trying to tell you the same thing but you hear it multiple ways in like a short amount of time and so I had several people within like the first two months after we lost Jack um tell me about Glory Babies and so it's a it's a support group that Jennifer Carson, the founder of the children Children's Park, started. And it's been around for over 20 years. And um, so when I th- by the time the third person told me about that, I was like, okay, maybe I need to check this out. So um, I went and I was just, I didn't know what to expect. And I just walked in and the room was just packed with the, the kindest people you would ever meet. And so I could resonate with everybody's story in some yeah. way um and jennifer was so kind and loving so anyways for that whole year
0: and what year was that that
1: was 2019 march 2019 i um i just i wasn't doing well i had a hard time praying and singing out loud Mm -hmm. and it wasn't until my (laughs) henry was six at the time and he said um he was really struggling to sleep um, in his own room. He was having nightmares. So he came into our room like several times one night. And so finally, I was like half awake. And um, I said, Henry, just repeat after me this, like this little prayer. And it was something like, dear Jesus, help me have good sleep tonight or something. And so the next morning, he wakes me up. And um, and he's so excited. And he looks at me with his precious little face. And he says, Mama, I had a good sleep because of your prayer. And I was like, oh, my goodness, like, such a good reminder, like, it's okay for me to pray again, you know, because I just, you know, you feel betrayed and, um, like, what did I do wrong? Like, you just have all of these, you have a lot of conflicting emotions, um, because it happened to your body. And so, you know, it's like, clearly, I must have done something wrong is what it feels like. And so... um, but it was it was definitely a faith journey for sure to come to terms with um, that God was gonna use her for something bigger. Mm-hmm. And I never would have suspected that I would get to be the one that leads this organization four or five years later. I never envisioned that. Um, but I continued to go to like Cloré Babies, um, which is for anybody who's lost a child under the age of one or pregnancy. And I would go off and on, especially when anniversaries were approaching. And um, Jennifer, the founder, and she would facilitate the group, became a sweet mentor of mine. And just we became really good friends. And so through all of that, it was just it was neat to see how God I can look back now. And I can see how God was orchestrating and preparing my heart for everything. And I'm very pro counseling. And so I would go to counseling. I'd go to the support groups. Um, yeah, it was. It was, it, it was a journey for sure.
0: You mentioned, um, the, when you first went to Glory Babies, um, are there, I'm curious, I mean, are we talking a large number of women, um, I guess that are coming to this? Or well, there are is- men too. Oh, so like too. Okay.
1: we do have some couples that come, okay. um, but it's mostly women. Okay. Um, so that particular meeting probably had 12, 12 or so people, Okay. Um, and it just depends on the month. Some meetings we might have one or two and some meetings we have more.
0: So w- what did that duty though, to see other people? Um, Cause look, when, when a, f- a friend <laughs> wants to love you and be mm. there, like it's all good intentions, but if you mm. haven't been through the same thing, yeah. um, but to have people there that could relate that it, been suffering the same kind of pain. Mm-hmm. Um, how much did that help you?
1: Oh, it was so helpful, especially to see the people that were a lot further along. Oh,
0: okay, yeah.
1: It's not, and we, we never like want people to like dwell and hold on to it. Right. Like our whole mission is to help people process and find purpose in their in their grief. That's a huge part of what we do, and there's we call it wound care. So like when you come to the support groups, you're you're cleaning out that wound so you can heal like beautifully so you can move forward in a healthy way um and it's we're just it's just nice to know you're not alone because you feel crazy when it's when you're going through any grief you have so many different emotions it's nice to know you're not alone in that you're not crazy it's a normal part of the process and it's nice to see people that are further ahead so we can give them like we can give them hope like there will come a point like you if you keep showing up and doing the work you will it's like this invisible bridge that you'll just be in like a better place and you can see God's hand in all the things all the details so
0: so where how do you think um you had talked about the prayer with your son but mm-hmm. at what point did you kind of start seeing even the change in your own heart now coming back to seeking God yeah through that
1: um that's a good question. I think we continued to go to church through all of that. Um, we got pregnant almost a year later with Charlotte, and that was a huge like faith building opportunity because it was literally we found out we were pregnant with her right before the world shut down in twenty twenty. So did you
0: did you have a lot of anxiety throughout that entire um, pregnancy? I'm assuming so much fear and anxiety. Yeah. So
1: I was. I was almost anti-COVID, I know it's a real thing. I just was almost anti-COVID because I could not think about being fearful about anything else.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and so um, that was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. And yeah, so we would get uh, extra, or ultrasounds with her all the time because of my age mm-hmm. and um, because of having two miscarriages. And yeah. so, but Joel was never allowed to come with me. Uh-huh. And so that was really hard. Because um, of COVID. Because of the COVID protocols, so that was really hard, and I just, I just had a, a group of friends that really like prayed over our whole pregnancy, <laughs> um, and I just, as much as they could, you know, we couldn't get together with anybody, but yeah, that was a really hard time, and I just, I just had to, I just had to lean into him, sing worship songs over and over, again. Mm-hmm. like. And yeah, it was just that was a really hard time for everybody. But for me, that was so hard. Like, and so, yeah, having a rainbow baby is not. Um, it's not an easy thing. There's a lot of PTSD that can be with that. So, but Jennifer, Carson, our founder, she saw me right before my 16 week appointment with Charlotte, and she said, "How are you doing?" And I was like, "I'm not doing well," and. She's like, can I take you to your appointment? And I said, well, you can, but you can't come you can't in with in. me. Yeah. She said, I'll pick you up. I'll just sit in my car and pray. And then I'll take you home. So she did. And then that, uh, they they were able to figure out that it was a girl. And um, so they put it in little envelopes so we could do like a gender reveal later um, with our family and like our next door neighbors, and And it was just, it was a really sweet time. And we were just shocked (laughs) that it was a girl um and yeah and she's the best thing we never knew we needed so but but yeah so it was just it was a constant like having to remind myself of all the ways that god has fulfilled his promises and my favorite life verse has had to come up numerous times over the years and just remind me um it's habakkuk 1 5 which is like the most random book of the bible it feels like but i I studied it with Lisa Johnson years ago like, with through Grace, and it's um, I love it because Habakkuk is this prophet who can see bad things are happening. Any questions? God, God doesn't like smite him or anything, and just God says in verse five: observe, wonder, be amazed, for I'm doing something in your days. You would not believe it if you were told. And I've had to like I've had to cling to that so many times. Man, so that's this such is a good verse. yeah, and so this is, I mean, I clung to that verse for the last several years (laughs) and it's it's quite amazing how he's redeemed so much
0: um so tell me then how that led to you being the executive director and then can you also so talk about that and then i don't think people even really understand what the park is or the significance of it so how does that all tie in
1: yeah so i just kept going to glory babies um off and on through the last few years um, Jennifer and I became um, some just sweet friends together, um, just doing different book studies and whatnot over the, the years. Um, she asked me to emcee our Christmas in the Park event that we do every December. So I did that. That night, she asked me to jump on the board. And so I did in January of 22. And then a few months later, she was like, hey, I've been doing this for like 20 years. I'm ready to like give it up to somebody. Would you be interested in t- getting off the board? and working in the park in some capacity and I was like and it the irony is it's totally a god thing two weeks before Joel was like hey Charlotte's gonna go to Mother's Day out in the fall you should consider getting a part-time job I was like oh sure so I didn't do anything with that just yet and then Jennifer comes and says oh it's a flexible part-time job and it's a place I love and sure like that sounds great and then every week following um up until the May board meeting of 2022 she's every week the job description got bigger and bigger and every week I was like okay I think I can do that sure okay and then like okay God knows I need baby steps so bad like I need baby steps like truly truly Um, and so then right before the board meeting her and the board president Pauletta were like we actually want there just to be one ed because there was talk about having two, like co whatever and she's like we want there to be one and we want it to be you and i was like oh my gosh are you gonna ask me to be the mayor next like what is (laughs) happening um and so uh i was like okay and so i didn't go to that board meeting so the board could all discuss it and then they voted me in so last august of 22 is when i officially started um and so me and my team have done it for, I have two coworkers, we're all part-time, and uh, one runs our operations, the other one runs all of our programs and services, and um, we've been together for a year, and so it's been it's been neat. So um, just getting to do this with them. They're both widows, and so one is my age, and one is a, a little bit older, and they met through Grief Share, and I didn't know they met through oh, Grief wow. Share. And um, it's just been so neat seeing God in all the details. And yeah. so they already knew each other real well. And it's just been a really sweet team. And so even though they haven't lost children, they understand what grief is like yeah. and they understand the importance of support groups and we we just see the value in it. So, so yeah, so that's how I've become the ED. And then you were asking about like, A lot of people are like, oh, I didn't realize the park needed a staff. Or what, do you cut the grass? And I'm like, no, (laughs) I don't cut the grass. So um, I legitimately have had that question. Um, So we have – it's kind of an interesting partnership we have with the city of Tyler. So before Jennifer and everybody um, raised the funds to build the park back in 2004, um, they asked the city, if we built this place, will you accept it as a gift and take – liability and maintenance Mm, from, like, and take care of it. And so the city of Tyler agreed. And so we have a great, sweet partnership with the Parks and Rec Department. And we, as a nonprofit, own, there's a little red brick home on the property called Allison's House. And that's been in our possession since about 2015. And that's where we do all of our support groups. We do all of our operations out of there. It's less than a 1,000 square feet, but little house with a lot of love. It's the biggest blessing in the tiniest house, but we truly do everything out of there. Um, We have several support groups that depending on when you've lost your child as far as their age. We have a new group we started last September called Rainbow Babies because I wished when I was pregnant with Charlotte, I had people that understood what it was like to be pregnant with a rainbow baby um and so we just had two families that have been with us since last fall just have their rainbow babies and they have been coming from like eustace ben wheeler we have families that come from jacksonville are like they're all surrounding tyler that will come and just it's a sweet community and family that we've built and there's husbands that come with our some of our wives um, and so it's just, it's been really neat, but we have another group called Common Ground for the two ladies that lead that are Carol and Pat and both lost their daughters to car accidents. Um, one was college age and the other was like upper 20s, and they just love on people who have lost children over the age of one. It's a different conversation right. than my losses, yeah. and um, so there are there are people from that come from all over just to join their group. I think they had about 12 or so last month, and so... Um, Carol and Pat, they're just the most precious people. And they're like, we would never have asked for this, but we were so honored to sit with people in their grief. And so those are like kind of the main support groups that we do, um, just to love on people.
0: Can you talk about the actual physical park a little bit? Um, what, what it's meant to you? I mean, if you, if you've never been to the park, um, it's what it's on. Uh Broad North Broadway. Wh- where would you guys In
1: th- Dobbs. Yeah, uh, it's the old women's building that United Way is at, or Hog Middle School. okay right, where Hog Yes, School. right. Yeah, mm-hmm. past
0: that. Um, but it's a very tranquil yeah. place. Can you if for yeah. people that haven't been there, can you just kind of describe what it is? Yeah,
1: it's just a sacred sanctuary. Um we get the question sometimes if people or children are buried there and nobody it's not a cemetery. Um nobody's been buried there. There's a bunch of sidewalk stones that are engraved and I would say about 75% of the names are children that have passed. Not all. We say it's a place to celebrate all children, but especially to remember the ones that have gone too soon. Um, And so we have beautiful, like, two uh, waterfalls um, like the biggest one is probably the scariest place for your kids to play, but they're safe. Nobody, nobody gets hurt usually. Um, but that's where kids always go to. We have critters that are painted. Those are actually going to be repainted soon. An um, artist who owns a gallery, a biblical art gallery downtown, Aaron Hines, is going to paint those for us for free, like volunteer his time, which is really we're so grateful. Um, so it's just a very, it's all about like kind of natural play. We don't have gym like playground equipment or anything like that. It's just a really peaceful place. Um, And so people can donate um, money to get an engraved sidewalk stone. There are remembrance trees as well around the park that people can also donate to get a plaque in honor of like a child or somebody who was associated with children. Um, They can do that. We actually have plans. Um, We're in the very beginning stages of of expanding the park. We were given some land that is right by the park that we can um, add because we're running out of room for stones and whatnot. And so we would love to be able to expand that. That's probably in the next few years. But um, that would be our phase three. So, yeah. So we just it's a it's just a very sweet place. Um, My children, I kind of we were paying like off all six of our kids names for like a year i I jokingly say it was on layaway um and so i would donate a little bit each month towards getting their their names engraved and so here's a cool like god wink about that is uh, earlier this year i we were done paying for them and i told megan our program manager hey can you get my six kids names like on the list the guys that do it for us they do it in their spare time it's a part-time like side gig for them they've been doing it for years it's a father-son duo And they do about a a batch of 10 or so. Well, I knew that we were coming up soon on them getting ready to do the batch. And I was in my mind, I was wondering if it would be around the anniversary of when we lost Jack. And I told Megan, can you let them know to contact me when they do it? Because I want to be there and see it happen. Literally go to church. So March 5th through 7th is when we say the anniversary is for us. And March 5th is a Sunday this this past March fifth. Go to church. I get a text at twelve o'clock saying, Hey, we're gonna be there in an hour to engrave the sidewalk stones literally on the anniversary of me losing Jack. <laughs> and it was just the sweetest thing just to see if their names meant something. Like their life meant something, even though it was short. So yeah, it's just it's just a really powerful sweet sanctuary it's very peaceful um even with kids just running around all over the place there's just something about it so yeah
0: (laughs) what um as you've gone through this this journey and and you have seen the goodness of god through it what encouragement would you want to offer someone that's listening to this a parent that has yeah they're dealing with this grief and maybe Maybe they've kept it to themselves. Mm. um, It was very convicting to me, you talking about the importance of community and all Mm. this um, and not having to go through it by yourself. But what encouragement would you give someone dealing with this loss?
1: Uh, It's okay to talk about it. Um, and, And I realize that not everybody has safe people in their life that they feel like they can. And I think it's for us, I'm always about sharing your story no matter what it is because you never know you're giving somebody the gift of going first and you never know who's going to need to hear your story and cling on to it as a source of hope Mm -hmm. um, for the future if they somehow go through the same thing, whatever your story is. And so I think just giving it a shot, coming to our groups, truly some of the sweetest and kindest people you will ever meet. Um, What I love is at every group, we all walk in with a heavy heart and we all leave feeling so much lighter just carrying each other's burdens and just being seen and validated and knowing like your grief is f- for like it's it's valid like there's just something so um, comforting about that and again we're not encouraging people to stay there in that place but we're honoring those feelings and when we honor those feelings, it helps us to move forward in a healthy way, instead of stuffing it down, so it comes out all angry and whatever later. Um, and so, yeah, it's really, it's such a gift. And if you, if coming to support groups is a scary thing, we do different events where you don't have to tell your story. You don't have to, and that's okay. You you can at least acknowledge the the life that you lost. And um, and there's just something so beautiful about that community. Um, we do a big day of remembrance. And so it's, that's coming up in October 21st and it's our 21st year to do this. And so it's just a big roll call of if you've registered your child's name, we'll have an angel that we've been making throughout the year that it'll have your child's name on it. And, um, we do a big roll call and you get to place the angel somewhere in the park. and we do a butterfly release? Um, and again, you don't have to talk to anybody and you just quietly with your family and friends, whoever comes, you just celebrate the life that, you did have however short their time was here on earth. And so that feels safer for some people. Um, It's very bittersweet to see how many people are there remembering somebody they've lost because it's children of all ages that people will remember. So um, we do a remembrance run every year. So in May we'll do it again. It'll be our fourth year to do it. And that's just for anybody to walk or run in memory of anybody that's also, you don't have to tell anybody your story, but you can know that you're walking or running in memory of somebody you've lost. Um, Gigi Waddle goes to Gracie e. Bean. She's a great story of that. Lost her parents and was not in a good place. And um, she, was re- she really wasn't doing well. And she saw we were doing it, our first one a few years back. She signed up for it and was like, what have I done? I'm not a runner. I'm in my mid-50s. And she started training for it outside, getting fresh air, that vitamin D and just it just ended up being such a good thing for her and every year she's come back to honor her parents or somebody else and every picture of Gigi beginning of the race end of the race doesn't matter she's beaming with joy and it's the coolest it's the coolest event um one family lost their son Archer um he was 8 months old he was really sick and he was a beautiful face and they had no idea that all these friends and family were going to come and like join them. They thought it was just going to be the mom and dad and two friends. One of the friends was coordinating this group of twenty to thirty people. So they came. They brought their daughter, who's preschool age, to do our little kids dash. They all had matching shirts with Archer's name on it. Mm-hmm. The great great grandmother ordered a legacy sign. There's these beautiful yard signs that people can purchase, and we put them in front of the park on Broadway. So as people are finishing the course, they get to see these beautiful precious people that um people are remembering that day and so archer's face was there and um it was just it was just really sweet and then afterwards the grandmother of archer had purchased a stone and we had it engraved and the mom had no idea so i got to introduce myself and tell her like hey we have a stone with archer's name on it would you like to see it and it was just the sweetest she she said afterwards she's like i had no idea how much i needed this for her to like I think she suspected how much support she had, but to, it was such a visible, tangible thing to know how much support she truly had from her fans and family and now this new community who just, we all get it. Our, all of our stories are slightly different, yeah. but we still get the journey. And so, yeah, it's just, it's an unexpected blessing, I think.
0: Um, okay, so last thing. Okay. If someone has heard this and, and they're hurting and they're they're like, man, I need to get a, um, involved with one of these support groups for the events yeah. um, what do they need to do to reach out or contact you guys
1: um, I run our Facebook and Instagram page so if they reach out to us on there I, I'll probably be the one that um, they can um, and that account would be uh, it's Children's Park Tyler okay. um, and then org, our website is Children's Park org, and they can call or email um, I think it's my email that's at the bottom of that okay. but I help co-facilitate Glory Babies and Rainbow Babies and okay. then I can connect them to Common Ground if that's a thing that they need to be a part of so any one of us there we can will happily um help them in that in that way so yeah we just want to we know there's many grieving families out there and they just they don't have to do it alone yeah so
0: well eloise i want to thank you uh for being vulnerable (laughs) and sharing your story i know uh it was difficult uh i mean look there's pain there but like You said you've seen God's goodness in all this. And I hope, I really hope this has been encouraging to someone out there hurting um, and that you'll get the help uh, if you haven't been connected to a support group. Um, This this story specifically just shows the importance of community and coming alongside each other and loving each other and lifting each other up. So thank you so much for sharing. Yeah,
1: thank you for having me.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much for listening. And again, um, you can go to childrensparktyler.org to contact the team if you're interested in needing some help. So thank you for listening. Uh, Thank you again to Eloise. I'm Ryan Peterson. This has been Voices of Grace.